Welcome to The Future is Female Powerlifting, a show where women of all strengths can explore the world of female powerlifting. I am your host, Heidi Donnell, a 60-kilo powerlifting gym owner, and each episode we bring you an inspiring interview or a message to help you unlock your true inner strength potential. Thanks for tuning in. Aloha, my beautiful friends, and welcome back. Um, I'm sure if you are listening right now, you're probably thinking, wow, that was like a really big break you took. Um, And it was. (laughs) I had a surgery in April, and kind of after that, I was just sort of taking care of myself, working on um, my gym, the business, and I had to put the podcast aside for a little bit. But we are back, friends. Um, We're on episode 87, and today I'm super excited to do a, um, a dual interview, one with a friend of mine who we interviewed back uh, early in the podcast, a couple years back, Miss Ana Perez, who I have had the pleasure to work with in a few WRPF meets where I've been able to be a commentator. Um, and we also have Micah Marina, who is the owner of Fight or Quit Apparel, Fight or Quit Gym. And um, Ana and Micah are pretty much taking over the WRPF for lack of probably better uh, titles, Um, but they are going to be spearheading the American Pro, which is coming up um, July 29th and 30th, and these two together are going to be such a dynamic duo for uh, the future, and you're going to hear all about that in the interview today. I really think that with Anna's capability and vision for uh, audio and visual, I think she's really been able to kind of capture the things that we sometimes miss at meets, right? You know, when you're sitting in the crowd, you can see everything going on, but you don't really get to see everything. And as a spectator watching the live streaming, you get to see these angles of the bench that are from up top, uh, from the side, you see the sweat beating off their face. It's amazing. Uh, so we're going to get into the American pro, uh, but I, I start off talking with Micah a little bit about who he is. He's an OG in the game. Um, if you don't know who Micah is, you'll hear all about him today. And if you don't know about him, you probably know about his apparel fight or quit. There are some gems in here, not only talking about WRPF meets, but also the what the hell were you thinking, where I think a lot of you would love to hear a little bit more about gear use. And uh, Micah gives his very candid, open uh, conversation and uh, things that he, you know, if he could give advice to people, this was part of his advice. And that was part of what, what the hell was he thinking? So stick around uh, to the very end where you can hear a little bit more about that. And of course, this interview and this podcast is brought to you by My Gym Core Strength and Performance, where we live through strength. And if you are looking to get in shape, if you are looking to start powerlifting, if you're just looking for some accountability and somebody who's going to help guide you a little bit, visit core256.com. And that is my gym. You can contact us there or through Instagram. Yo, and if you're listening to this for the first time, which I really hope you are, I hope you're a new listener, give us a review. If you like this interview, if you like the content that you're hearing, head on over to Apple and give us a five-star review. You know, even if it's a four-star, it's something <laughs> I like to read what you what you all say. Um, and if you're not able to give a review, you can head over to Facebook and give us a five-star over there. Now, let's get it started with Anna and Micah. Oh, is that better? Can you hear my sultry voice in the morning? So sultry. Give me one second to make sure everything's recording right. Okay. Wait, what kind of talk show is this right now? (laughs) Love songs at night. (laughs) 
listen, my first real like radio gig was doing uh was doing uh, commercials for hot Hawaiian nights where you kind of had to moan here and there. It was like, no joke. I don't know how I got suckered into that because I didn't like hearing my voice, but somehow. Honestly, uh, I love that for you. <laughs> Shit, we should if I bring could... that back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Micah, I think we should probably start off with uh, talking about you. Who are you? Uh, tell us a little bit about young Micah Marino. <laughs> My name's Michael Marino. Um, it's been powerlifting since 2007. Probably done over 30, maybe 40 meets. I don't know. I stopped counting. Um, but I mean, just who I am is is a powerlifter, an athlete. Um, I run uh, a clothing store called Fighter Quit. We run a gym called Fighter Quit Gym out here in Las Vegas. I host meets. I'm, you know, helping with the WRPF. Me and Anna are pretty much kind of in control of the WRPF right now to try to make it uh, a better federation and, and to be better for the sport. But um, I've been around for a while. I I do coaching as well too, so I dabble a little bit of everything. Um, you know, mainly I'm just out here and doing what I love to do. I've been very fortunate to call this a career and um, be able to wake up every morning and go to my own gym and be around people that I actually want to be around and not people that I have to be around. Um, thankfully, you know, um, but, uh, no, I've been enjoying what I've been doing. I've, I've done a lot of meets, coached a lot of athletes, um, in my time, broken a lot of world records back in the day. Um, I'm only 31, but I feel like I'm 61, you know, in powerlifting <laughs> years, you know what I mean? So, been through some knee surgeries. Um, you know, I started powerlifting so young. Also played sports, so that probably didn't help. But um, I think a lot of it just has to do with just what I love, and and I just truly love powerlifting, and I want to help. I think the problem is is that there's so much negative going on in powerlifting, and a lot of uneducated people. And I'm not saying I'm the smartest person. I've barely graduated high school, but um, when it comes to powerlifting and and helping people get down the right road and and just making sure people are having fun. That's like one of the huge things that I do with my meets is I go a little extra, you know, I buy lights, I get smoke machines, we do press conference. And this is for like local meets that like anyone can come and do, you know, like we just hosted an all girls meet and you guys sponsored it too, which is really cool. But I mean, it was probably our best meet as far as production goes. Each meet gets a little bit better, but just seeing the girls um happy and smiling and crying and talking shit and doing this and i don't mean talking shit in a bad way just like talking shit to each other and having yeah. fun and we did a press conference and all the girls dressed up and it was just really cool to see and it's cool to see where we're trying to take the sport um and my only goal is just to make sure that the athletes are knowing that they're being making them feel special regardless of the level that they're on um making them feel important and making sure they're just having fun you know powerlifting is expensive people don't understand that you only do you know maybe three meets max a year and we train so hard for it and a lot of these meet directors just don't care and you show up to a meet and the banner's the size of a my computer and there's no like 
you know, production or just no energy or nothing. It's just, Hey, let me get a 60 people to sign up for my meet so I can collect some money. And, you know, a lot of meat directors say they don't make much money, but that's, that's, I mean, if you can do basic math, you can figure out what, what meat directors are making. Um, which is why I put a lot of that money back into making it fun and, and going out of my way and, you know, letting, letting the athletes know that it ain't that serious. Um, come here, let's smash some weights and let's just have fun. You know, that's kind of, kind of wraps it up in in a couple minutes, you know? Yeah, no, I love it. And uh, before we get into the American pro, because I I definitely want to touch about that, that meets probably one of the most anticipated meets of this year in all the federations. Um, You and Anna, who is here on the podcast with us right now, you're both part of the WRPF and Maybe you can talk a little bit about the WRPF and what you all are hoping to do with the Federation. And because I know personally from working with Anna at a couple WRPF meets that I just feel like there's so much excitement. Um, There's a lot of thought that goes into the lifter experience, you know, and I think that that's what you're talking about as far as like elevating these events. What else can we do? But I feel like you've really tried to captivate that not only with the event itself, but like even social media, right? We have all these takeovers for the American Pro and other meets that you guys have done, um, really trying to brand everything. But maybe you guys can talk about, maybe Anna, you can start off, what is the WRPF trying to do that may be a little bit different um, with some of the other federations? I mean, I feel like the, the main emphasis for us is, you know, I, I feel like you actually touched on that perfectly. It's the lifter experience. That's what we really want to focus on. So the main thing with us is increasing the production value and kind of reeling everything back in and just making it all about the lifters. You know, we want people to know who the lifters are. So part of that, that whole thing with the American pro and doing the story takeovers, I thought that was a really great idea. I loved it. You get to see a day in the life of, it's not just the highlight reels that's on the Instagram. You see everything that they go through throughout the day. And I think that that is, that's something that is unique. I feel like it's something that should be done more i feel like we should know our athletes a little bit more um and i think that's just really what it is we just want to continue enhancing the sport in every level that we can and it's got to start with the lifters yeah i love that mike is there anything else you want to add to that yeah i mean and 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 also adding in is just trying to make it a a spectator friendly sport you know powerlifting's boring um to you know, it, it's long you get to go watch your friend lift for for nine minutes. And I think, I think what a lot of people are trying to do is, is make meets shorter. Um, I'm not really a fan of that, uh, mainly because I train, you know, six months for a meet. If my meets over in an hour, I'm going to be pretty upset about that. Like you see a lot of meet directors bragging about how fast they got their meet over with. To me, that just shows that they're showing up to get the meet over with instead of showing up to actually make sure the lifters are having a good time. Like show me what you did at your meet. Don't tell me how fast you got it over with. Like that just shows that, I mean, I get it. You want spectators to show up, but odds are they're not showing up anyways um, because you didn't hype up your meet. You didn't, you know, it's just another meet. And for me, I don't mind a long day. Um, I'm not trying to drag out a 10 hour day, but for my meets, to be honest, um, I let the lifters know and be like, Hey, I'm not going to be crazy. Yes, there's a rule book, but I'm not going to be anal about the clock. Like if you're, you're at the bar and it times out, I'm not going to be like, no, timed out. Yeah. No, I'm going to be like, dude, take your attempt. If you're still wrapping your knees, obviously you time out, you know, 
or hey, I'm walking in the warm up room and I'm like, hey guys, you guys need a few more minutes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. just going that extra that extra mile for the lifter shows a lot, you know. Um, but what me and Honor are doing is is doing stuff like the American Pro that's going to make it spectator friendly and different ways of saying, oh well, let's get our meet over with and, and two hours. Let's have ten lifters show up and it's like. I'm, I don't care what 10 lifters show up. I'm not going to travel to a meet to watch 10 lifters. I'll just watch it on the live stream. So yeah, two hours. I, I can't I, even, I can't even imagine somebody is like wanting that. That is so like, not really an event. Yeah, you know, it's no, like, yeah, you know, I would, yeah we want goodness. lifters. We want lifters and the spectators to walk away from our events and just say, wow, that was an experience. Yeah. yeah. I want to and that's what we're doing with the American pro. I think, um, after this, you know, honestly, like the American pro has gotten a lot of hype, but I, I uh, don't think it's gotten what it deserves which is because it hasn't happened yet. It's new. Um, people don't understand. I mean, even for me and I, it's like, I'm not really sure what to expect yet until we do it. I know we're going to do it right. There's going to be some problems, but that's at every meet. We're going to handle them. Um, I think with being able to add in what Anna does on the production, you know, the flyers, the cool hype up, and then the live stream. Yeah, me being the mouth and the hustling, and and not really anyone's going to think about what we're doing. Um, and that's, I think, that's the problem with most directors is they're so worried about like, well, what you know, other people aren't doing this, so why would I do it? You know, yeah, we want to we want to separate ourselves and do things that no one's doing. You know what I mean? Like my I meets look like a nightclub. Some people don't like it. That's fine, um, but. I promise the people that do show up, the spectators are having fun. I'm throwing t-shirts out in the middle. I'm grabbing little kids and bringing them up to the platform and throwing out t-shirts and That's just awesome. getting the, the crowd. And, and at the American Pro, we're going to do stuff like that. We have um, a lot of things planned, you know, VIP tables. It's there's a This is the first time in powerlifting that there's an actual full bar where you can buy anything, food, drinks, alcohol, you know, VIP tables where you're not – you know, powerlifting as a spectator, you you pay to get in and then you go sit in a little chair sitting by someone you don't want to, you know, might want to say the wrong thing to, at least at this event. Yeah, it's it's going to be expensive to get in, but everybody talks about pro, you know, and in my eyes, there has yet to be a real pro meet um, on the untested side, at least um, as far as production goes, you know, as far as the athletes, I think the athletes have done their job. Um, the strength is there. It's the best that we've ever seen strength wise. I mean, it's just, it's stupid what yeah. some of these yeah. male and females are doing. It's, it's now in the meat director's hands to step up to the plate and, you know, and these meats aren't cheap, dude. Like we're going to literally lose money to do this. And I, I think that's what people don't understand is everybody's so quick to judge and talk shit or say what we need to do. And it's like, you're not even a judge. You're not even a, a spotter or a loader. You're just a mouth or an athlete. So do us a favor and shut up and just show up to the meets or yeah, step yeah. up to the plate. You know, yeah. um, like we said, everybody wants to do pro things until it's time to do pro things. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you got to put up pro, pro money, you know, you got to put up pro money. You got to put up pro everything. I mean, this has been in the making for at least nine months. We have been planning this and this is, we live eat, sleep, breathe the American pro. So yeah, like we're already, we're already tra- talking about next year. You know, what are we doing next right. year? You know what I mean? um, yeah. And and what people don't understand was, is that when we initially signed up for this event, 
we were supposed to get the venue for free and the venue went from being free to then being $30,000. So, and we didn't pull out like most people would have, you know, we could have easily just been like, you know what, let's find a different venue. No, we decided to let's buck, you know, knock a few buck and let's make it happen kind of thing. You know, we we made a commitment to, you know, the lifters. We're literally putting our money where our mouth is. Um, We're, we're not going to step down just because we had a couple of inconveniences along the way with the initial plan. We're still going to execute and make this happen because it's what we owe to the lifters and to the spectators. So, I mean, I feel like we're definitely the underdogs right now. As far as this event, a lot of people really don't know what to expect because we kind of came out of left field with it. And, and just in a short period of time, we've gotten a lot of hype about it. And there's a lot of eyes that are going to be on this event. So... Yeah. So let me ask you guys this, because I think that when you become a an event planner of any kind of sort, you come across a lot of negative feedback on things, right? Positive for sure. But then there are those times when you're talking about right now, like, you know, sh- you know, show up, show up with your money or shut your mouth kind of thing. How do you guys stay motivated through all of that? Like through the negative feedback that you might get once in a while, is there anything you try to keep in mind? Shit, honestly, it gets it gets a little stressful to see. Uh, I mean, that's just social media, though. We've been around that for a while, but seeing people find every little way to complain when it's like you realize that something like what's going to happen in two weeks or a week and a half has never happened before. Right. Um, so for you to find that little problem um, is just ridiculous. Like. Well, and we expect that I go into, we're going to go into this event knowing that people are going to run their mouths, you know, which is why we're trying to make sure every little corner is filled, you know, judging spotters, loaders. Um, Cause I'll be honest, this, this meet is again, no one's done something on this level. No one, not even the USAPL um, or the IPF as far as production goes. Like there's multiple rooms in this event. There's a, it's not like we have a, you know, a ballroom. No, we have an entire building. It's a movie theater. That's what it used to be was a movie theater, smaller movie theater. So we yeah, have the maybe you entire- can talk about it a little bit because I know that Anna had um, talked to me about the the location before, uh, but maybe you can describe what it's going to look like for people that can get a visual because I think that makes a big difference. on we're talking about when we think of ballrooms in a hotel versus. This was a fucking movie theater that has like a VIP section that's overlooking, right? Your whole area where the meet is going to actually take place. What makes this location so special? Anna probably knows better. I've, I've, oh. she, she flew me out once, so um, I, I know it's sexy. So, um, but she, <laughs> she probably has a little more sexy. Detail, like. Yeah, sexy is a, a perfect word for it. I mean, <laughs> honestly, it's uh, again to touch back on, on the experience, right? The second. You walk up to the building, there's a box office out front. You walk in and there's a bar and there's LED screens everywhere. Fuck yeah. um, and then there's doors that just like lead right into the arena. So you walk into the arena, there's this huge floor with a jumbotron hanging over dead center. Um, and the way we're going to have things set up, we're going to have huge video walls. We got the VIP tables, the commentators, they actually carved out a section so the commentators are going to have to go up the steps and they're going to be inside of the wall in a little box looking over the arena floor. Um, and the, the, I mean, it's, I can't, it's one of those things that when we, we have the vision, so we know what we're about to do, but it's so hard to, to describe to other people unless you actually 
see it, especially yeah. when you see it all put together with what we're doing. Um, it's just every single detail. We, we literally paid attention to every detail and make sure that we're going to execute on all of those things. So yeah. when the whole final package is put together, I, I mean, it's just, it's just never been done before. I mean, I've seen video walls, I've seen, you know, little things here and there at other events, but the combination of everything plus the venue has truly never been done in powerlifting. Um, most definitely not an untested lifting. And I think we're just pushing the envelope and we're making this uh, really something that is just going to blow people's minds. And I mean, our minds are blown too, because we, this was just a thought that we came up with less than a year ago and it's evolved into this. So this is literally our brainchild just like coming actually into fruition right, right now. Yeah. I, I freaking like love it. But, you know, and I think that people who take risks right in their, in their lives and you guys obviously have taken risks, a lot of risks to be where you're at right now, whether it's in your business, uh, in your personal lives, those are the people who reap the rewards. Those are the people who are willing to shell out some money for an idea and for a thought that, possibly could be. And I understand that because we, my, you know, my family and I, we put on a big event in, in California. Um, and prior to that, nobody had ever done it at a huge center. We do it at San Jose event center, which is huge. And nobody had ever done anything like that. And it scares the crap out of me every time mm -hmm. that we do it because it's like so much finances, right? You're talking thousands and thousands of dollars, but at the end of it, it's all worth it when the people are like, that is the best uh, and it's going to be, I think people are just going to walk away from this event really being like, this was amazing because I think you guys take a lot of care into the event. I did want That's to really all we want. Yeah. Yeah. We want people to just walk away and be like, holy shit, you know, because our goal is really just to set a new standard in the sport. You know, we're, we're going to do things that have never been done before. Um, it's the first time this has ever been done in a venue like this. And I would just say that we are for sure putting the pro in production. Yeah. I, I totally can see that. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the actual event itself. So maybe you can talk about how the days are broken up with the lifters um, and how many lifters I, I tried to count, but there seems like there are a ton of lifters. Maybe you can get into, Micah, you can tell us a little bit about how that's going to run. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, when we had this vision, um, we're, we're thinking, all right, well, we already have the, you know, the best venue that powerlifting has seen. I think, I think, that's what's just going to make the meet that much better, regardless of how the meets ran, how the judging is. It could be a complete clown show and still no one is going to be able to do until you're in a sports arena. You're not on the level like it, it just as far as production goes, like we could totally drop the ball with the judging and the weigh ins and doing all that. But at the end of the day, it's just going to bring it so much the, the ex expectations after this meet of when people are saying pro um, they're going to get a reality check of what actually pro is. Um, and to, you know, which is, which is cool for the sport um, because now the pressure is being put on to other meet directors and um, it's cool being the underdog right now um, because once we pull through and we make it the best event, um, I mean, no one's really talking about anything else other than the American pro right now on the non-tested side. Um, I know there's another big brawl meet at the end of the year, which I'm totally cool with. And I like, I like seeing these big events. I like seeing these meet directors step to the plate. Um, but as far as um, the breakdown goes, so it, it's a two day meet when we figured out we have the, the best venue. All right, cool. Well, how can we have the best meet? All right, well, let's make two meets into one weekend. And 
let's make, um, you know, like there's already, you have the showdown, which is a sleeve meat. You have the kern, which is a wrapped meat. All right, well, let's do both. You know, I'm sure that's going to affect the payouts, but it doesn't matter. Uh, an opportunity to bring everyone together was pretty cool, you know. So now the sleeves, people can watch the rap people and the rap people. So now John Hackard, John Hack doesn't have to go to against Chad Penson or, you know, for the raps. They can just do their own thing. And, yeah. um, and then it makes it competitive for the, the, the rap people and the sleeve people. But, um, Day one is going to be wraps. Um, I think initially we had like 60 people sign up, um, but we're probably down to like 45 just with dropouts. And um, we didn't do like a huge waiting list because we want to, we want the people who signed up to feel special and they, they get, they sign up, they come and we've had people hit us up trying to sneak in, trying to get in. And it's like, well, you guys can wait till next year. Um, And um, so day one's wraps um, and we have, I mean, every big wrapped lifter besides Dan Bell just didn't work out for him as far as his schedule. He just competed. So that's like the only big guy that isn't doing the meet. Um, and then Jamal Browner for the sleeves. Um, but he, he just it didn't work out. Um, but I'm sure they'll do it next year um, once they see what it's like. Um, and then day two is wraps or sorry, sleeves. Um, I think there's roughly so a few more sleeve lifters than wraps. Um, and then we're doing a press conference Thursday night because it's a it's um, we wanted to do it different instead of doing like Saturday, Sunday, which is what everybody does. We wanted to do Friday, Saturday. That way people can go out Saturday night and have fun. And um, we're actually doing a, um, like a banquet, a VIP, quote unquote, party after the meet on Saturday, which is where we'll do the awards. Um, so we won't do we'll do the regular awards. Um, after each meet but then saturday night is when we'll do the payouts and all that and everyone comes dresses up you literally you're doing everything in the venue the venue has a bar so um the press conference where we're making dress codes where everyone has to dress up now granted it's still so new with press conferences i've done a couple of them and you'll probably get about half the roster to show up and that's fine you know people are cutting weight or they just cut weight and then they got to, you know, refeed and they're just trying to. But I think press conferences are really cool because it allows people to shut their brains off. Um, like every press conference I've gotten, every person has come up to me and been like, this is so cool. Because, you know, on on the WRPF, you weigh in and then you get 24 hours. So those 24 hours suck because you're just like thinking about the meat. So yeah. you get to dress up, come to the press conference, take pictures you know, and then ask some questions and then just get, you know, a little personal with the lifters. I think that a lot of the times when you go to a powerlifting meet as a lifter, an athlete, I don't get to talk to the other lifters because there's no time. I'm focused. So to do a press conference just allows people to get to know each other and, and hear the person next to me, what, what they've been going through, their story, their, their bullshit, their good shit, whatever. And then it, it makes the day tomorrow on game day a little bit more better, more emotional. Like I, the amount of stories I've heard at these press conferences is like seeing people like totally open up, cry, talk about how powerlifting saved their lives. I mean, to me, that's just important. So, um, we're, I, I just, I'm, it's just going to be fun, man. And it's, it is the first time that it, we're going to do something on the pro level with pro athletes and, um, quote unquote pro athletes for powerlifting. Um, it's, I don't know what to expect. Um, 
how the athletes are going to react, but I think um, that they're going to appreciate actually what we're doing and they're going to feel special. You know what I mean? Like the ones that show up at a press conference dressed up, you know, and even what Anna's doing with the uh, live stream, like that's taking it to a whole nother level. Like we're hitting every freaking aspect at, at the word pro. This is what you, that's why it's called the American pro. Cause one, we're in America and it's pro, you know? So um, you're going to get everything you get is pro from the warm up room to the, the way we dress, the way we walk, the way we talk, you know, um, but we're going to swear. Um, that might be the only like non-pro thing that we do at our meets. We're definitely swearing. It's powerlifting. Definitely like, swearing. Going know, on. <laughs> yeah, it's powerlifting. Like, I mean, if you've been to one of my meets, like I, that's the first thing I do. I make an announcement. I'm like, Hey, you have kids in here or if you're again swearing, like you're in the wrong building, you know, go to the movie theater next door or, you know, the, the, whatever meet down the street where you are not allowed to do that. I mean, like for me, it's just about excitement. And I think getting the energy, I always tell people this, you can have the best gym, you can run the best meet, but if you don't have the energy, it's not the best, Yeah, you know, yeah, for I the totally lifter. Agree. I totally agree. And I think it's interesting that you say that about the press conference where you get to really know people, hear their stories. Um, because I had actually done an interview, which was kind of in a sense, like a press conference, but I had people after weigh-ins come over and do sort of quick little interviews at the eight man elite. And I, I cried three times <laughs> right then. I was like, I wasn't prepared for this. Um, yeah. because there was so much emotion. I mean, people, all I had to ask was, why are you powerlifting? Why does, what's powerlifting to you? And it's like, went into lives of addiction, you know, I mean, it was all over the place and it was such a memorable moment for me because it was like I was shot with so much dopamine and so much emotion of why I love powerlifting and what powerlifting has done for other people um, in that moment that I would have never saw if I had just done like a one-on-one. So it's, I think it's going to be a really cool experience to have that and hear all other people speak in there. And I think we're going to have a lot of similarities and in, in touching stories um, that people will be able to hear, which I'm pretty excited. Um, I did want to ask you guys what, who are like some of your most anticipated lifters on, on both the male and female side. Before that, I, I want to say this, do you know, when you go to a movie theater, right. And you're outside and you see the little poster flyers with like the movies. Yeah. So we, so at this event, they're going to have that. It's going to be like the rock lifters outside. So like, so I did just something, just little stuff like that makes you like, oh shit, there I am right there. That's me. And, you know, it's just going to bring the, the goosebumps. Like I'm, I get goosebumps and I am competing. So I know as an athlete, like I'm right there. You know yeah, what I mean? That is so, so awesome. I can't wait to kind of walk in and feel the whole experience. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, yeah. But so yeah, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. I was just thinking. So who are some of the most anticipated lifters you think? are going to be for, uh, let's say men's wrapped and men's raw. Um, I, I think with the raw or the, the, the rap division for the men's, I mean, there's a, I, I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of lifters that are showing up that are crazy, crazy strong. But, um, I think what a lot of people don't know are on the untested side is that a lot of gifts are being given out. And that's one thing that we're not going to do. Like we created a group chat with our, this is how serious we are about this meet. When we found out all our judges, we created a group chat and we're making sure that 
for me, me and Anna as our being our meat, that that's one thing that, you know, we're not going to be strict because that's not what the rule book says. It doesn't say be a stupid asshole and come here to give out red lights. No, our judges want to give out lights, but they're going to go to what the rule book says. So I think that's going to factor in a lot of how the meat goes as far as the lifting goes. Um, never am I against the athletes. Never do I dog on athletes or whatever. Like, I mean, if you're lifting squatting high, like it's just going to show on game day. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, we want to make this fun, but we really want to adhere to making sure that we are to standards um, because that's kind of one thing that we always hear, um, you know, just buzz talk people saying, Oh, these, these big pro meets, they're always giving gifts out to the big lifters, you know, just because of who they are. But in this situation, we, it's not really about who the lifter is. It's about, the quality of their lifting at the end of the day, like how you know, technical that's what we're going to be judging the lifters on. And I think it just makes it, we're bringing things back to fair judging, but also doing this on a platform that's this big. I really think that it'll, it'll change the way people perceive these big pro meets. And I think, I think what a lot of people don't understand is to sitting in the chair is easy. Um, I do it at every one of my meets now because I have to, because I want to, I want to be in the chair and, and feel what it feels like to, um, judge and, and, um, not. So when I do talk shit, I know like, Hey, I know what it feels like. And sometimes it's intimidating when you have so-and-so name coming up to the platform and you, you, you don't want to be that jerk and be like, Oh, red light. It was high. But you also have to be able to just be like, I don't know you. You're, you know, um, if you aren't lifting to the rule book standards, not the Instagram, overly strict bullshit that people have gotten a little crazy about lately um yeah that that is personal yeah yeah no that is that's tough it's definitely tough being a judge it's not easy um and things happen like this like you're you have to like you have like i i got posted um i think one time i was in the chair by some clown person i don't know um i said start on press and then I like did one of these and then looked back and by that me taking my eyes off and then going back, it was like, start. I looked away, looked back, press. That's enough for someone to talk trash. So that's how like judging is, is um, it's definitely hard, but we're also making it a point to have athletes judge. You know what I mean? People who've been, you know, like we have Christy Hawkins who's competing day one, which is going to be like, I mean, she potentially, um, she's one of our close friends. She could smash the highest dots of, of all time. Like we're talking like a seven ten. like I just had a conversation with her last night and what people don't understand about her is she, when people say built different, she's, she literally tore a quad like three weeks ago and she just deadlifted 628, which is. Um, 11 pounds under the highest deadlift of all time that, um, plus size has. So, and she, you know, she's 165. So to be able to see them two kind of pull at the same weekend is, is going to be pretty, pretty intense. But, um, yeah, I mean, like she, some battles, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Chrissy is built different. And I think we said that at, you we know, at the, showdown. the showdown, I was like, did she just tear her bicep? She just walked yeah. up and said she tore her bicep and was just like, oh, I tore my bicep. Like. 
just kept yeah, walking out. Like, Finish the pool. Yes. She said, get the record, locks it out, and then just like, oh, my bicep tore, and walks away, and then still does an interview with Heidi afterwards. Afterwards. Literally amazing. Just she's, stoic. She's literally the nicest, and um, she, she won. She never gets the exposure that she deserves. That's just because she's quiet and she doesn't. She's not like Instagram savvy and all that, but um, she literally tore her quad, her BMO. She probably didn't even tell anyone. I probably, she might even yell at me if she hears this. Um, <laughs> but, and then that was like two weeks ago. She just squatted 600 yesterday. And she's like, that, that's going to be my opener. You know, she's like potentially going to go over 1600 pound total at 165 in wraps. And it's like, it'll be like, um, a seven eleven. If she hits, but she's pretty good. Like she doesn't really miss. She's not. I mean, she's a vet. She's been doing it for forever. So it's like a, a seven eleven dot score, which is like no one's done that. Mariana had, I think, is the first girl to break seven hundred, but she's like seven eleven. You know. Um, so her watching her is going to be really cool on the girl side. I mean, there's a lot of cool girls too. Um, honestly, I wish we had a little bit of more females that showed up. But um, it's okay. Um, the girls that are showing up are like, I mean, pretty sure every one of them is like a high five dot score. Um, you know, Amber Amber Hansen, she's awesome. She's going to be killing it. Um, we unfortunately had um, one of them back out. She just got hurt. Um, I always screw her name up. So I'm like, Anna, Anna, so I'm talking about. Um, is it Chris, Christina or Christy? What is her name? Uh, the one who just hurt her hip. Oh, Kirsten Skirlock. Yeah, I, I'm terrible with names, but she would have been really cool to see. Um, that sucks. Hopefully she's okay and next year she'll be back at it. Um, Barbara's doing really well. I know she moved up a weight class, so she's going to be killing it. Um, I mean, every girl, that show, yeah, every girl that's showing up is – I mean, potentially we're going to see a couple 600 squats, multiple 500 squats from the females, which is just – it's just getting crazy. I mean, to be able to see two girls pull over 620 in one weekend is crazy. I mean, that's legendary. That's legendary by itself. Yeah. As far as the boys, though, um, I mean, you have uh, obviously Chad Penson, um, which a lot of people don't know this. This is his like, debut of the 20s. He moved up a weight class. Um, and then you have Blake LeHue. I think those two guys will be like battling it out. Um, and then you also have Malik Durstein. Um, so Malik and um, Blake LeHue will be battling at 181. So that'll be a really sick battle. Potentially both of them will go over 2K. Um, one of them might even go 2100 if if executed. Um, Chad, who knows? I mean, Chad, I mean, we might see like a 2250. I mean, he just squatted 915 and it was nothing. So. Jeez. Um, and then you, you like potentially we could have like four people squatting over a thousand, um, two, if they, you know, do it to standards. So it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be a circus, um, to be honest. And yeah. then on the sleeve day, I mean, you got Danny Grisby, who's going to be opening up at a thousand three deadlift, um, which is unheard of, uh, potentially maybe trying to attempt a 500 kilo deadlift, 1100 pounds, if things play out right, like. We've had multiple conversations and his main goal is just to, to do better than he's done. But if things click and things are hitting and that's what we told him that there's going to be no better place to do it with the energy and the hype and the, the, I mean, when people 
people don't understand what's going to happen when they walk out to the platform. Every lifter is like, when they walk out, they're going to have video walls, jumbotrons with their names on it. Um, lighting that like, literally if you get like the lighting in the building is going to be so cool that um, I think Anna was saying that if you get your light, like you get three white lights, the whole building's going to like flash white. Um, and if you miss, it's going to flash red. So that's going to be a little, <laughs> A little embarrassing, but um, uh, no, it's going to be cool. The video walls are going to have all the lifter stats, pictures, um, you know, so a lot's going into it. But overall, I mean, the lifters that are showing up, and obviously you have John Hack. I mean, John Hack's going to probably just destroy it. Um, I mean, every time he shows up to the competition, it's – and what better meet? Dude's name's Captain America, American Pro, like colors, everything. It's so meant to be. Yeah. This is if his. He doesn't meet. wear that singlet. I will be really yeah. disappointed. Yeah, like he's. This, this is the one time where he absolutely. Yeah, has to wear he probably he probably has that, a new one for just for it. <laughs> I told him this dude better pull up in in the press conference in a, a freaking Captain America suit or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, all the athletes. I mean, there's so many athletes um, that are good. Like yeah. every really be anyone's game. I mean, we just yeah. Want to I mean, see everybody. He wants yeah, one of uh one of our Alabama lifters, Jawan. He's always oh. Jawan's just so I mean, I think I saw him do freaking speed. Four. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> just yeah. like Jawan. Him, it's just him, crazy. And, him and on the sleeve day, it'll be like him and Chet or him and John. Mm-hmm. Um I think John's kinda in his own league, but Jamal is or not Jamal, sorry, Jawan yep. is definitely gonna shake some heads, yeah. um, for sure. Um I think he potentially could push Blake Lehue's all-time um, two-day total. If I know his coach very well, he's one of my close friends. So, yeah, I mean, it's just as far as the athletes go, they're it's what it should be at a pro-level meet, and then on top of that, the production. So, I mean, in all, it's just I don't know. And it's like, it's, we're, we're like kind of exhausted cause it's almost here. And I'm also like a little sad cause it is almost here and yeah. it's almost over, but I'm also just like, let's get this, let's, let's get this motherfucker on the road. Like, let's do it. Let's make it happen. And let's just, you know, a lot of, a lot of like, dude, we're going to have security, armed security guards blocking the warm up room. Like if you don't make weight, you don't compete. Yeah. I saw like, that. I saw that in yeah. your stories. Like, you know, don't cry so, for me. <laughs> be be yeah, a professional. So it, it, <laughs> that's one of the things that you know you want to be a pro all right act like a pro you yeah. know um it's just like fighting you don't make weight you know you lose your purse or your whatever purse, right. so give up some of your um, purse we would we, we potentially wish that the payouts were a little bit better but what people don't understand is, is how much goes into it uh when we initially started this i didn't even care for payouts i wanted it to be more about the experience i agree but on the pro level you got to put up some money and it's a part of the ppc so the minimum requirement is 20k um, so we have a ton of vendors coming out. Like this is going to be like a fucking expo, dude. Like we have at least 12 booths going to be set up, um, inside, outside. Um, you know, it, it's, it's going to feel like a mini expo slash super bowl for powerlifting. Like I don't that's really a great know. way to put it. Exactly. The words to describe what's going to happen. I, I don't fucking know. It's going to be cool. No words. <laughs> So you guys, uh, so tickets can be found online, AmericanPro.com. Is that the? Uh, AmericanProMeet.com. Okay. And you can buy tickets and the online ticket sales are available until Monday, the 25th. Then we're going to shut those down and you can only buy them at the door, but they're going to be more at the door. So if anyone wants to buy a ticket, now would be the best time. 
Okay. Yeah. And is there anything particular about uh, the event itself? Can they bring any, they can't bring food or anything like that. People could take pictures. All of that is kind of normal, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a bar that also has a full menu. So obviously I think the uh, venue owners would uh, prefer for people not to bring any, um, you know, outside food into the venue or drinks. Um, and then of course, uh, you know, we are, have a pretty strict policy with uh, the media, so there's not going to be any other professional, unauthorized professional media, uh, cameras or videographers, um, there unless they're authorized by us. So, but you know, cell phones, that kind of thing, totally allowed. Um, yeah, so pretty much. And the live streaming will be, uh, found on the website as well. The live stream. Yeah. We're going to put a link on the live stream for right now. You can go on the, uh, Instagram link in our bio and we have the links for day one and day two or you can just go search the american pro on youtube so the live stream is going to be free um and then yeah we hope to get a lot of views and of course you know we're, we got a lot of tricks up our sleeves planned for the live stream we're always trying to push the envelope and do something yeah different so we definitely have some exciting things planned for that yeah and, and you'll that's be able I was just going to say, we can put, um, I'll have the links in our bio too. So if you're listening, when you go to Futures Female Powerlifting, click on the links. I'll have the links for that there. So you guys can find those for the days. What were you going to say, Micah? I was just going to say, as far as the live stream goes, um, you know, making it free really stands out. Um, Like we said, we're losing money. So we could easily charge for the live stream and probably make the money that we're losing. But um, well, what we're trying to do is get powerlifting more on a um, mainstream level. We want to, we want non powerlifters to log in and watch, you know, yeah. which is why we have sponsors like rain um, rains, the title sponsor um, for this meet. So, um, which is huge because they're freaking huge company. So, but um, yeah, we, we want people to be able to click in and sure we could charge $20 and make a bunch of money, but why would we do that when we're trying to scale powerlifting to a whole nother level why limit ourselves to make you know five grand when we, yeah, could I mean, we, we went into this you know already knowing that this isn't something that we're doing because we are expecting a big return financially we're expecting a big return in terms of exposure and yeah. just making this known across the masses and really just putting attention on the sport more eyes in the sport getting more people involved as far as wanting to be spectators or um, people that want to join you know powerlifting and actually become a power lifter once they see the experience they want to be a part of it so you know we really want to be able to influence more people and it's very difficult to do that if you're doing pay-per-view because you're kind of limiting that to whatever audience you already have that knows about it whereas you have something on a big platform like youtube it's free there's just more eyes that are going to be on it. And that's really what our goal is. Yeah. I, I mean, it would be great to have like, you know, we have MMA parties, right? So it's like, we all. Yeah. I mean, you know, and people, people do watch parties. I mean, yeah. when, um, you know, my company, one digital, we did the, uh, the hybrid event they, in the go in the ghost clash, people were having watch parties and they were posting it on, on uh, Instagram. So, I mean, yeah, it was really free, fucking but cool. it was, it was really cool to see people doing watch parties. Yeah. And so I think that, that people are catching on with that trend, the same way people do watch parties with UFC fights. They're doing it now with powerlifting because the, the spectator experience has vastly improved where it becomes a spectator friendly sport. People want to get together and watch it because now it's entertaining. We're yeah. giving them something to actually watch. So that's, you know, really just our mission is to keep pushing that envelope and make it more spectator friendly. And who knows where this is going to go after this. But in the meantime, we want it to be free. We want people to be able to 
watch it and enjoy the sport as much as we do. Yeah, which is amazing. I'm so excited for not only the American Pro, but what kind of like you guys are going to be doing in the future, because I think you're a bit of a dynamic duo. You know, we have like the extrovert and the introvert. <laughs> that I think you need that kind of balance, you know? <laughs> We've no, talked I about recently this made a, uh, a comparison the other day. I was talking to Micah. I was like, you know, I feel more like pinky in the brain. Yeah. You know, like, what are we going to do today, Micah? We're going to mm, take over the world. Take over the um, world. <laughs> It's wonderful. Okay. So before I let you guys go, I always ask my new guests, we already know Anna's, uh, what the hell was I thinking, but what the hell is wrong with you people? What the hell were you thinking? Where Micah, you think back to a time, hopefully in your powerlifting career, where you look back and you think, what the fuck was I thinking? doing x y or z i don't know if anna told you about hers did she tell you about uh, you know i feel like we should make revisit that mention. yeah let's let's revisit that because i mean that... yeah she didn't tell me okay anna, what did, did. why don't you why don't you give us a little quick minute uh, uh... oh my gosh we're gonna rehash this okay i'll just tell again. you so anna <laughs> i do this for everybody so, and, and i tell you right now people love this part and it was just something that i thought would be helpful for as we kind of like think back into the things that we fucked up on and there's always something especially in powerlifting where you try so many things and you're like why did i do that and i just want to emphasize this was a huge fuck up on my end so anna decided to to buy horse liniment oil right yeah, yeah. As a, a horse liniment oil is going to be like an oil based, like, you know, analgesic almost. Right. But she had a, so it's, she had a hip flexor issue. So what she do, she put it up all up in that area and that motherfucker melted down to her vagina and made her vagina go on fire. She could not, she could not wash it off. She could not cream it off. She ended up like figuring out, she said she was going to go to the ER. Like it was that bad. And then they figured out, Greek yogurt, Greek yogurt, neutralized it, <laughs> milk didn't, nothing else. So she has the Greek yogurt. I never look at Greek yogurt the same anymore. Like every time I'm at- <laughs> so I can, so if people that are how- fucking up my gym, I can fucking rub it on their face. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like, I mean, I honestly feel at this point I need to be sponsored by, by Greek yogurt. Um, <laughs> and like now when I tell that story, I kind of feel like you ever seen my big fat Greek wedding where the dad's like, put some Windex on it. Yeah. I'm like, put some yogurt on it. You know how many people have told me that is a that's good to know, like as if it was some like you know like life hack and shit. I was like, it is a life hack. It is a life hack. It saved my life. Every time I buy Greek yogurt, I take a picture of it and then I tag her on it, and it's it's just three years later, it's still living. Three three years later, this is still this is still a. They need to fucking endorse you. That's bullshit. That's what I'm saying. I need a sponsorship. Like, what's going on? I I sponsored fucking American Pro, right? Sponsored by Oikos. <laughs> Mike, yeah. what, what if is there anything that you could think of uh, that was like a what the hell was I thinking? Um, honestly, no, I'm perfect. No, I'm <laughs> no, I mean, dude, there's too many to be honest. Right, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fuck up. But honestly, like on a serious note, as being a power lifter and seeing how many fuck ups I see with young kids, this one's more of like uh, very personal. Um, I think starting steroids too early. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk totally about that. Totally allowed to talk about this, and I would love uh, for you to talk about it if that's. I else. think that was probably my biggest fuck up. Um, I started steroids at like 15 mm-hmm. um, in high school. Um, football coaches, you know, I went to a very big or big football school, and that's 
all anyone cared about. And all I cared about was how do I get to very good. And yeah, so I think in reality, because um, I see it nowadays, I see kids doing the same thing or asking me questions about it. I'm not no doctor. I'm not, which is why I'm never comfortable with talking about what I take or what, what to take, um, right. you know, but I'm always open to try to at least give my story to people so that that one kid who's too scared to ask, um, you know, like, to be honest, I have a, I had a young kid that was one of my athletes a couple of years ago who didn't even tell me he was on and he was signed up for a tested meet. And then all of a sudden he got hurt and he admitted that he was too scared to tell me that he was on steroids. Um, and just, I'm going to get off five weeks out and I'll pass a drug test, <laughs> which I, had, I then had told him that you're a fucking idiot. Um, but I, I understand like they just don't, people just are embarrassed and they don't want to like tell you what they're actually doing, but then they see Instagram and right now it's at its worst because we all post our best lifts and we all post, you want to be like me and da, 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 da. And we, a lot of us are openly, Hey, we're on steroids cause it's allowed. Um, which is cool. But at the same time, it's, it's not cool when you have 18 year old. I mean like right now, powerlifting is growing so fast. You see kids deadlifting 800 at 17, 18, 19. And it's like, okay, cool. But what the fuck are you doing? You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, I, that's the one thing that I wish, um, mainly just because like, I don't have any issues. Like luckily, um, I don't have any, like anything going on and, and, you know, I get my blood work done. I work with very closely with Stan Efferding who takes care of me. Um, but you know, I, I think that a lot of my injuries, you know, double knee surgery, pec tears, I think to where I'm at today, um, I could probably be way more advanced now that I'm 31, if I would have just waited. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to mention, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Um, didn't matter. You could have gave me catch up and I would have took it. You know, I think that's the problem with being an athlete and wanting to be the best is like when we say, you know, there's some people that really be like, I'll do whatever it takes. Some people just say that and they don't really mean it. But, um, I was one of those kids that I, dude, you could have gave me gasoline and I would have drank. If you, if you were telling me I'm going to make it to the NFL and that's kind of what, what I was being told, I, it didn't matter. I would do I don't care. Like I'll fucking do whatever it takes. Um, I think that's a, that's a good thing, but um, it's also a problem when I'm not educated or, you know, being told how to do it or what, I mean, being 15 is, that's just stupid. You know, Um, I didn't end up in the NFL, you know, I ended up a a beat up fucking power lifter who, I mean, I'm cool because I've been able to make this a living, um, not power lifting, obviously, but everything. So it's always cool to just talk about it. And hopefully that's, there's that one kid that's thinking about it. And he's like, man, I just should wait, you know, like that's the thing that power lifting is a fucking marathon. It's not like a, it's not a sprint. I know that's like corny, but, um, that's just so true. Truth, yeah, it is. It is. And everybody wants, everybody wants to be Instagram famous. And the thing about that is, is like, how many strong people you know that have like under 20,000 followers? Like, honestly, people don't really care how strong you are. You know, that's not going to being a world record holder. is not going to get you to be Fame. famous on Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And that, and that's another issue with Instagram is that they don't care about the strength. They care about the corny shit and what, you know, but that's also cool. Like for me, people who follow me, they follow me because I give personality. I'm real. I'm doing things for the sport. It's like not really so much about my lifting anymore, you know, yeah. it's about what I'm doing and what I can provide and this and that. So I think a lot of people just don't understand that. They want to be like, Oh, I gotta be, you know, I gotta be like, I train a lot of younger people and then they, give me the word coach. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Call me when you're fucking 30 and we'll, we'll talk about it, you know? So, um, but then I'm not, you know, there's some people that are already on it at, at, at 18, 19. And I'm like, well, you kind of fucked yourself already. So let me at least try to help you from what I know. Um, I'm not a doctor, but I've been taking steroids literally half my life. Now yeah. that I'm 30. Um, so I think that probably be like a lot of fuck ups. Yeah. Um, but that would probably be like most one that probably could help people the most. Yeah, I totally not, agree. I, you know, I have yeah. a close family member who, um, a couple close family members who, I, as long as I can remember, they've been on gear. Like I knew at like 10 years old, you know, and they were talking about it and I had no idea what it was. But now at 50 plus, you know, can't produce their own testosterone, right? Efficiently. Uh, and then when he does cycle off, it's like pubescent numbers, you know, it's like four, like it's like, obviously it's not working anymore, but it was because of abuse early 17, 18, 19, that was really hard into that abuse and abuse is relative too. like, what is abuse really? Right. You know, like, what is that? Because we're not doctors. We don't know what the amount is, but I think that is a huge, I mean, really good advice that people don't often hear. Um, about really creating your own base strength before you start jumping up like that. Um, because who knows, right? Yeah, no. who, who knows where you could have been because you might have yeah, I mean, built a lot of muscle and their tendons couldn't yeah, catch yeah, up. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I didn't even hit my fucking just hit my matured muscle like fucking a, a year ago, you know, at 30. So, but I also think that um, for me um, personally, if I didn't do it, I could have ended up like my, 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 lifestyle of growing up um was surrounded by like heroin and and other things and i think steroids also saved me at the same time it killed me yeah um, in a sense of i'm not dead inside i'm alive i'm here um versus like i literally grew up where it was like you either partied and did heroin or you know did meth or you went to the gym and did steroids so i choose like my youngest brother passed away from heroin, uh, overdosed. And I was literally like trying, I was literally injecting him him at like 17 because, or more like 18 because I'm like, get addicted to this because it's not going to kill you tomorrow. And so in a sense, it's more of like, I wouldn't, I guess it was a fuck up, but at the same time, it was a blessing to make sure I'm alive, you know? Yeah. Um, and it brought me the life that I have. So maybe if I was in another life, I wouldn't have done it, but who knows? I could have been dead or in jail or whatever. So it's like, I guess it just evens itself out, but I still don't think it's right to do it. So I don't yeah. want to, I don't want, I don't want people to be like, well, I rather do hair steroids instead of heroin. Just don't do neither and be a man and don't be a pussy. Yeah. Well, I think that's, I mean, that's great advice though, because, uh, you know, everybody's situation is going to be a little bit different, right? Why you choose what you choose. And you might've, sounds like you chose the better of maybe two evils, maybe not the same evils, but you made the better choice and you are where you are right now. And 
you have lived past it and it looks like you made, you know, both of you have gone through a lot on a nose and I've interviewed Anna about her story. And to me, I think that's, what's so amazing uh, because I think a lot of successful people have gone through a lot of shit in their own way. And the, the ones that keep going and are taking risks in life are the ones who've had to triumph over some hard things. Um, so that's great advice. And I thank you guys so much for this. I'm super excited about the American pro. I'm like, just, you know, like I'm a mom of three, right? I got a business, we got the gym. So for me coming to the American pro is like my highlight, you know, like I'm, I just, I told on, I'm like, just tell me what you need me to do. I'll do whatever you need. I'll work at late night, whatever you want. Just let me, let me be a part of it somehow. Um, because I think it's going to be such a special event. Um, and I want to thank you guys so much and you guys can find all the information on fight or quit on Micah, on Anna, on A1 Digital, um, and the American Pro. I'm going to leave everything in our show notes, and you'll be able to find all the links in our our uh, Instagram page as well. Is there any uh, last notes you want to give out before we hang it up? You motherfuckers better show up. Yeah, we'll see you in Serena. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah. All righty. <laughs>